Hello? Have you checked the children? Jill, this is Sergeant Sacker. We've traced the call. It's coming from inside the house. Jill, just get out of that house. And the terror just begins when a stranger calls. Hey everyone and welcome to episode 19 of Up in the Boot podcast. My name is Rob. I'm a cinema projectionist here in Dublin, Ireland and I'm the host of Up in the Boot. Hope everybody is doing well. Before we get into today's episode, I want to ask if you are a regular listener of the podcast, don't forget to subscribe so you get to keep up with all the latest episodes of the podcast. You can subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, CastBox or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Let's have a quick catch up. Did you check out the last podcast episode, episode 18, where I reviewed two releases in one episode, The Man Who Laughs and The Last Warning. These two silent era movies are a great addition to your collection, so do check out that one. And if you haven't headed over to the YouTube channel, you're missing out on some cool videos. The last two videos I uploaded there, I talked about Star Wars Episode 3 on its 14th anniversary and Terminator Salvation on its 10th anniversary. Today's episode is in association with Second Sight and they have sent me over an advanced Blu-ray copy of When a Stranger Calls and When a Stranger Calls Back double feature release which is available from July the 1st. So we're going to be taking a look at When a Stranger Calls first of all cast and crew directed by Fred Walton who you may know from also directing April Fool's Day 1986. He done some various TV movies and also When a Stranger Calls Back. Main cast includes Carol Kane as Jill Johnson. You may know Carol Kane from Scrooge, Adam's Family, Values, When a Stranger Calls Back, and most notably she was in a couple of TV shows, Taxi, and most recently Gotham, if you were a fan of that one. Charles Dorning as John Clifford, Tony Beckley as Kurt Duncan, Colleen Dewhurst as Tracy. The director of photography, interestingly enough, was the late Donald Peterman, who went on to work on major films, including Flashdance, Splash, Cocoon, Star Trek Four, The Voyage Home, Planes, Trains and Automobiles, Point Break, Adam's Family Values and Men in Black. Okay, so how I'm viewing the film, some quick technical info. I'm watching a Blu-ray copy. I'm listening to a Dolby Digital Audio track. I'm watching on a 50-inch LG 4K TV, a Sony 4K Blu-ray player and the audio is running through a Denon AV receiver with a 7.1 Boston Acoustics speaker setup. The film itself runs 97 minutes and there's 60 plus minutes of bonus features included. So just a quick note that this was actually released as a limited edition by Second Sight back in December 2018. So this new standard edition set for a July 1st release is slightly different but the main components are still intact in this new edition. With the pivotal line, have you checked the children? The seminal slasher that sees a babysitter terrorised by a psychopathic killer struck fear into the hearts of a generation of filmgoers. Now this terrifying movie is set to arrive on Blu-ray alongside its rarely seen sequel, When a Stranger Calls Back, in HD on the 1st of July 2019. The set features the film in a new scan and restoration, plus the short film The Sitter, reversible sleeve with new artwork and original poster artwork and much more. This hugely influential horror opens with the babysitter receiving the chilling phone call from a killer, which has often been copied but rarely bettered and provided the inspiration for the first scene in Wes Craven's hit Scream. Babysitter Jill Johnson is looking after her family's children when she receives the force in a series of mysterious and increasingly scary phone calls from a stranger. Police trace the call and discover it's coming from inside the house, sparking a desperate chase and a shocking and grisly discovery. Seven years later, the brutal killer has escaped from a psychiatric hospital 
and is once again targeting Johnson. The cop who saved her the first time around is now a private detective, comes to her aid, but can they track the brutal killer before it's too late? Be sure to lock the doors, ignore the ringing phone, and make sure the kids are alright before watching when a stranger calls. Okay, so getting into the actual review, this new scan and restoration looks great. I will include some screen captures from the Blu-ray in the blog post, so uh, over on the website if you want to check those out if you're interested in having a look. It has some film grain, not too much, not too little, looks just perfect. The film was originally shot on 35mm film in the 1.85 to 1 aspect ratio. The score and soundtrack by Dana Kaprov is really interesting, really drives the feel of the film at times and at one point even sounds like it may have some influences from John Williams' Jaws score as well. This was a first time watch for me, I've seen clips of the film before but never the entire movie and at first I was surprised at how much of the plot was literally done within the opening 20 minutes which is regarded as one of the most scariest openings in horror movie history. For me this starts out as a horror movie and then sort of switches to a suspense slash thriller which the director also sort of admits to him it's more of a suspense movie um, after that initial opening 20 minutes and I feel they had a great concept and an idea. The middle of the movie seemed a little lost at times to me uh, but necessary to get the story where they needed it to arrive at for the final act. Stranger was originally a 1977 short film titled The Sitter and after the success of 1978's Halloween, the director of Stranger, Fred Walton, decided to expand his original short film into a feature-length release. So if we look back at that time, The Exorcist had been released in 1973, Black Christmas was 1974, The Sitter short film gets released in 77, Halloween comes along in 78, and then Stranger gets made into a feature-length movie in 79. So this is just before the onslaught, pun intended, of horror slash slasher movies during the 1980s. Another interesting point about the movie was the lack of on-screen violence, even though the killer is said to have murdered and possibly dismembered two children. In the opening of the movie, we see through some very short flashback scenes later on that the bedroom is covered in blood, um, but there's no violence occurring at all, and Carol Kane actually mentions that the director, Fred Walton, wanted viewers to kind of turn away from the screen in terror but not completely look away at the same time so he employed this kind of idea of not showing any violence at all there is 60 plus minutes of bonus features included in this release the sitter this is the original 21 minute short film on which the movie is based there is a new scan and restoration of this and is presented in the 4 to 3 aspect ratio audio quality is okay you get some pops and some kind of scratches at times And what's really interesting is that the director talks later on about how happy he was with the short film, that some of the scenes and the dialogue are exactly the same as what's in the feature-length movie version. Directing a Stranger is a 16-minute interview with the director, Fred Walton. Carol Kane on When a Stranger Calls is a 17-minute interview with Carol Kane. Rutania Alda on When a Stranger Calls is a 5-minute interview with Hoare. Scoring a Stranger is a 7-minute interview with the composer, Dana Kaprof. Intermission. Rise and stretch time. Time to refresh yourself and visit our snack bar. Okay, guys, let's take a quick moment to do some housekeeping. Open the Boot is a podcast and video series produced by me just for fun. And from my interest in film and working as a projectionist, I decided to launch some cool film-related t-shirts, a percentage of which goes to me to help keep Up in the Boot going. There are some awesome film and projection-related t-shirt designs, such as presented in 70mm 6-track, that's one of the top sellers. 35mm Soundstart, Splice Here, another top seller. 
picture start and I have a new rules line. Stephen King rules, John Carpenter rules, Wes Craven rules. And of course, there's a brand new to the store is In Court We Trust, inspired by Kurt Russell's character in John Carpenter's The Thing. All of these and a bunch of other designs are available on my website, openthebootpodcast.com. Just click shop and you'll be able to see all of the designs available. You'll then be taken to Red Bull, the company who print and ship the merch. Thanks for supporting Open The Boot and don't forget to tag me online if you pick up any of the Open The Boot merch. Now let's get back into this episode. Okay, guys, so we're jumping into our second half of this double bill, When a Stranger Calls Back, released in 1993, so 14 years after the original, back in 79. Uh, basically, same cast and crew, directed by Fred Walton again. Carol Kane returns as Jill Johnson. Charles Durning also returns as John Clifford. And we have some new other sort of supporting cast members in there who aren't really relevant, if I'm being honest. Um, director of photography is the same again, Donald Peterman. So this one runs 93 minutes, uh, 4 to 3 ratio. It's a new first time HD scan and uh, restoration. Looks really well, looks nice and clean. I'm also getting a multi-channel audio track out of this one. Okay, so to kind of give a sort of recap of this, so we basically have the first opening 20 odd minutes again of When a Stranger Calls Back as kind of a reshooting if you will, of the original, the 79, um, sort of up to date. There's a guy knocking at the door. He says his car's broke down, but the phone's cut off and she's supposed to ring for help and all this sort of stuff, this Julia character. It builds very nicely at the start. Soundtrack works really well again. I believe it's the same composer again. Um, There is times in this opening sequence where it's just silent and still in the house and you just kind of have the sounds of within the house there doesn't even need to be music very well done she opens the front door to turn around and there's like a guy in the living room so that kind of confuses things and the children are gone the children have been kidnapped this time instead of murdered and then we kind of jump five years ahead this julia character is she's a really bad haircut or a wig it's super bad and it's really distracting. <laughs> they really annoyed me. Um, it's kind of weird mullet-looking haircut on her. Uh, not too sure what that's about. Um, so we finally sort of find out that the Carol Kane character, Jill Johnson, is back. She's some kind of counsellor in this sort of college. Uh, the babysitter is sort of being stalked again five years after this original incident. So the Carol Kane character calls up the Charles Durning character, John Clifford, to come back and sort of help out because the police basically don't believe her. I mean, that's basically kind of it. Like, the the Julia character is sort of driven to... She shoots herself in the head trying to kill herself. But she ends up still alive and in the hospital in this kind of coma and the weird kind of stalker guy turns up. He There's, there's this really weird scene where he's she's in the coma in the hospital and he's just kind of hitting her in the stomach 
during the scene. It's really crazy. Um, there's lots of inconsistencies throughout this movie. For some reason, he starts stalking the Jill character um, when it's revealed that he's a ventriloquist for some reason. Um, <laughs> and that's basically the Charles Durning, his character, finds um, all these sort of Polaroid photos that he's taken of Julia in the hospital when she's in the coma and sees all these photos of Jill's apartment, inside Jill's apartment. Jill arrives home and sort of finds out he's in the apartment and they you know this was really cleverly done the ventriloquist guy has sort of the polaroid photos he's taken of inside Jill's apartment there's a particular section of the wall with sort of uh, industrial piping looking stuff and like sort of brick wall and he paints himself into the wall if that makes sense that was really well done nice uh, jump scare there where he, he jumps out to attack Jill and all that sort of stuff and then of course the Durning his character comes back in and once again saves the day it seemed like it was a good idea it just wasn't pulled off very well if that kind of makes sense and it really has a tv movie feel to it and the director openly sort of stated in the bonus features that he was he needed some money and came up with this idea to kind of rehash all this stuff again and there is some nice really nice stuff the whole beginning is nicely done that end stuff I talked about is nicely done and once again the middle sort of is a bit of a throwaway in my opinion anyway the score soundtrack was really well done and actually kind of in some parts um, where I mentioned earlier on the podcast it seemed like the first one was kind of inspired by Jaws a little bit this one kind of has some alien sound and effects uh, or pieces in the score throughout Um, listen out for those uh, if you're going to take a look at these Um, definitely the first of the two when a stranger calls definitely a lot better than this one when a stranger calls back so bonus features for when a stranger calls back there is none there's the bonus features mentioned earlier in the podcast is what's on it this is like a one disc uh release so everything is mainly focused on the first film which is understandably so conclusions on this one it actually looked really well the stranger the first one 79 uh, looked really well really well shot and as i said it was the same dp on both of them there is some nicely shot stuff in the second one as i mentioned uh building up that opening scene you know close-ups of the the front door the handle and the chain lock and stuff like that all of that is really well done score is good as well throughout both the same composer again on both of those um, Carol Kane, as I mentioned earlier, you might have seen her in a bunch of other stuff she was in. Quite good. The second one really wasn't all that good, if, I, if I'm completely honest. Um, and they kind of portray her in the second one. She's kind of Laurie Strode-esque, um, if that's a thing. Back in 93, you know, she's kind of teaching these self-defense classes and running this kind of crisis center type thing. Um, so probably Laurie Strode before Laurie Strode made that comeback in Halloween 2018. It's a nicely put together set to have the two of these if you're a horror fan or a fan of Carol Kane or, you know, just kind of old 70s stuff. Definitely worth adding to the collection. I would rate the set of the two of them together and the bonus features, everything included all together. I would go 3 out of 5 on this one. So as I mentioned earlier, this release has been available as a limited edition since December last year. And the new standard edition will be available from July 1st from Second Sight Films. So I recommend grabbing a copy of this one and adding it to the collection. 
So that's going to do it for this episode of Up in the Boot. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already and head on over to the website upintheboothpodcast.com where you can catch up on previous episodes of the podcast and all the various video series I produce. You can follow me on Instagram at upintheboothpodcast or if you're interested in seeing some more projectionist and film related stuff, you can follow me personally at projectionistrob. I'm also on Twitter at OpenTheBootPod. And again, if you want to see some film and projectionist related stuff, follow me personally at Projectionist. Or you can like the Facebook page. Just search for Open the Boot Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. And I will talk to you on the next episode. <laughs>